nourish your soul with your turquoise angel guide, Catherine M. Lau, and her variety of guests on the Celestial Spoon, formerly Spiritual Destination. As an author and speaker about mental illness, Catherine has first-hand experience with mental and physical interactions and how spirituality plays a part in overcoming struggles. She utilizes her skills as a psychic medium and spiritual advisor to guide others to feel invigorated and empowered to go forward in their own struggles. Listen to inspirational conversations relating to sometimes difficult emotional journeys towards self-awareness and spirituality. These journeys brought positive effects toward her guests' mental and physical health and will inspire you to take action and create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. You will get the feeling of knowing these people during these relaxing conversations and want to follow them. Now, here's your host, Catherine M. Laub. Hello, everybody. Welcome and welcome to today's episode of The Celestial Spoon, and thank you for taking the time from your busy day to spend with us and learn about my guests. I hope you are enjoying the fall season and all that nature has to offer. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any important information shared by my guests. You can find the link on my website, www.thecelestialspoon.com. I am your turquoise angel guide, an award-winning author and speaker, advocate for mental health, psychic medium, and a spiritual guide, along with being a wife, mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. I share my journey of healing and accomplishment after a suicide attempt in 2014 to inspire others to make themselves come first and listen to their inner voice. I offer spiritual guidance to help you through your struggles. I also do psychic readings and spiritual guidance for every aspect of your life. Please check it out on my website. We ask our spirit guides, loved ones, and angels to be present during our time together and to guide us through a wonderful conversation and help us share our visions with the world. I am thrilled today to be interviewing Divya Para. I'm sorry, Divya, if I said that wrong. A seven-time... You're good. Go ahead, say it again. You're good. Okay, thank you. Divya is a seven-time number one international best-selling author, a keynote speaker, business relationship and book writing coach, who has had great success with entrepreneurs, coaches, aspiring authors, and speakers. Divya's books and strategies have been endorsed by the likes of Brian Tracy, Marshall Goldsmith, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, James Malinchak from ABC Secret Millionaire, Sherry Wynn, two-time Olympian, and many more. Whether Divya is speaking, advising corporate clients, coaching business owners, or helping authors to write their books and get published, she has a message that is essential to bringing success to anyone. That message has five tenets. Number one, 
servant leadership. Number two, collaboration, not competition. Number three, build relationships that matter. Number four, mindfulness works everywhere. And number five, night yourself. So I'm excited and I'm looking forward to learning more about how Divya helps everyone and guides us to achieving our goals. So hi Divya, it's great to have you with us. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me on your show, Catherine. You're very I'm welcome. I'm looking forward to the conversation. So before we get involved talking, I would like to just do your card reading right away. And I have the Archangel Michael card deck. And the name, the card is, the person you're asking about is trustworthy. And the prayer is, Thank you for helping me have faith so I can open my heart wider in my relationships. I am grateful for your protection, ensuring that only trustworthy people are in my life. And that's the prayer to Archangel Michael. And in this card, it's showing Michael soaring through the air, and you got all the stars in the background, and he's forefront and lit up very brightly like there was something propelling him from the ground to take off, and his wings are so bright and large and white with pastel colors, and it's like he's reaching for the stars and that bright light. So what I'm interpreting is that you have a lot of people that are um, being supported by you, and you saw through everything that you do with them, and you are such a, a great guide. And Archangel Michael is representing you in this picture. He's showing that you have all this loving light to share, and I feel that like when you walk into the room, your presence is known, and you brighten the room, and people want to gather near you just because you have that energy. Does that make sense? Oh, thank you, Catherine. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Does that make sense that when you walk into a room, people naturally gravitate to you? It does make sense. Okay. I, I feel and it does it. happen, so... Yes, definitely. Do you notice it happens every time that you're in a new crowd? Most of the times, yes, definitely. That's what I feel. That's what I thought, and that's amazing. It's, the energy is going through my body and lighting me up because of the energy coming from you. So thank you for that. Oh, wow, thank you. I did not know that. But, you know, at the heart of who I am and... At the heart of what I do, it's about helping people and helping them move towards being joyful and being happy and being at a place where they can thrive and succeed. So I appreciate that. Yes, it's a wonderful feeling. Like I said, um, the energy from the card helped bring your energy through the wires and everything to me. And like I said, I'm feeling like I'm lit up from your energy. So that's beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. 
So, Davia, please share with us where you began on your journey of helping others and how you go about helping others. Mm, my journey began when I was young. I was very fortunate to have a dad who was all about helping people. And, you know, my mom was also very helpful. And it was very interesting to see that even during tough times when, you know, it was uh, the going was tough, one thing that stayed consistent with my dad was helping others. And then things would turn around and it would be amazing that he had helped somebody and somebody else would help him because he it was never about what he would get back in return. It was more about how can we make a difference. So, you know, some people are born and raised with different beliefs and different things. But like one of the things that my dad told me was that when you look yourself at the end of the day in the mirror, and if you can say, I did my best today, and when he talked about I did my best today was not just for yourself but for others too, then it would be good. So my journey of helping others began very early on. That's wonderful because we don't all um, have that type of upbringing. For example, my family, um, for the longest time, there were five of us, and then 10 years after the last one was, I called the only child. And my family was more focused on just living day to day because my parents couldn't afford to help us go and do extra things and be in the company of other people. So we really didn't have a way of learning that. And listening to you explain it is beautiful because it's, it's something that I feel everybody should learn that from a young age. So not that we didn't learn about helping each other because there were so many kids together, but I'm talking about being out in the world and having that influence. I didn't have it. So um, I'm looking forward to learning more how you implement it now. And what I want to do first is um, I was looking at your website to see what else I can share with my audience. And I want to actually read your introduction because I thought that was great. Are you there yet? I would venture to guess that the answer is no. We're all seekers of growth in our career and business. However, most of the time we pay far more attention to everyone else, depleting us of the space we need to know ourselves. The pushy voices and demanding schedules of the working world drown us in extraneous chatter and churn. Because of these incessant distractions, oftentimes we don't get a chance to truly understand who we are and where we want to go. And that also echoes what I was just saying about myself because I didn't have the opportunity to learn what my future could be because my parents didn't really teach us. They didn't say you have to go to college and you know you have to do this. Well, when you're old enough, go and get a job and then figure it out for yourself. So um, I, I love this description of, from your introduction. So I would love for you to start elaborating and sharing a lot more, please, Syria. 
Absolutely. And uh, Catherine, let me say something for you is that, you know, you have been through so much in your life and yet look at how you emerge from it. So one thing I would definitely like to share is that start where you are. And that's what I want to elaborate, that, you know, things happen in our lives and things hold us back. There are challenges, there are obstacles. The key is that, you know, when you find something worthwhile, knowing that, you know, that life has been given to you for something, life is so precious. We don't know tomorrow what's going to happen. So whatever day we have been given, we get so busy and so caught up in day-to-day things and maybe sometimes, oh, you know, why did that person do this to me? Why that person was mad at me? Why, 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 why am I the last one in my class or why am I not making as much money as somebody else? Why, why, why? And then think about it. What happens is whether it's comparison or it is thinking about the things that are out of your control, you're letting those distractions be the thief of your joy. Because if you look at a child, you know, when you look at children when they're young, They're laughing and they're playing. And, you know, when they have conflicts. So what happens is most of the times, you know, parents will say, okay, let them figure it out. They will have a fight. And after a few minutes, they'll start playing with one another. Whereas as we get older, we start holding grudges. And think about it, folks. When we do all that, who is getting all that stuff first? It's you. So, for example, if you're upset at somebody, what you're doing is you're taking away those moments of your life from yourself and you are giving that other person the power that they don't need to have. So it's time to take your power back. It's time to recognize that no matter what anybody does, no matter what cards the life deals to any one of us, It's our choice how we respond or it's our choice to react. And, folks, it's not easy, okay? It's work in progress. I keep on working on this thing every single day. But that's the key, right, that you fall down 10 times, but you get up the 11th time. And that's what the whole introduction is about, is letting mindfulness in your life. And mindfulness is not some yoga or mindfulness is not meditation. Mindfulness is just being present. So the way I define it is it's the deliberate decision of any human being to be present in the moment without judgment and being joyful. So it's taking that moment and considering it to be the present that life has given you and cherishing it, and just being joyful, just letting your inner nature shine up. I love that, your inner nature. I've never heard it quite expressed that way, and I can feel what you're talking about. Thank you. (coughs) Absolutely. So... um, 
I'm having a little struggle here. I have a little bit of a cough. So um, if you don't mind, I would like you to do most of the talking, Divya. Um, how about if you start sharing about your book first, the, the Entrepreneur's Garden, and then go from there? Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, I hope you can get a glass of water and some. Um, I have a drink. Thank you. Okay. No, I have written several books, but one of the books that really draws upon a lot of things and brings a lot of points to you is The Entrepreneur's Garden. And the reason I'm talking about The Entrepreneur's Garden is because it does not matter whether you're in corporate world or whether you are a domestic engineer, whether you are a CEO or whether you're an entrepreneur. It is really important to have an entrepreneurial mindset because an entrepreneur is open to taking calculated risks. An entrepreneur is open to different perspectives. So to be successful in life, it is really important to have good relationships. And I talk about nine relationships in this book. The first relationship is with yourself. You are the most important person in your life. Because think about it. Anywhere you go, there you are. Whether you are in the party, which is maybe Christmas party or a wedding party or a weekend party, or you are at work or you are walking in the nature, you are talking to somebody. One thing remains constant. We look for constants in our lives outside of us, and we forget that you have yourself. So it's really important to find that joy and to f have that deep, meaningful relationship with yourself. Then the second one is time. Time marches on, folks. Time doesn't wait, and that's like one beautiful thing, right? Every one of us will be 16 once every one of us had have had that youth, every one of us had one childhood, every one of us gets that 24 hours in the day. So nature has been very, very kind to us in the fact that nature has not discriminated against anyone. Each of us gets that 24 hours. What do we do with it? It's important to deepen the relationship and sometimes we say, oh, I don't have time. It's not about having time. It's about making time. The third relationship is with money because ultimately think about it, folks, you know, money makes the world go round. And yet, if you were to ask anybody what do you want in life, they will share with you. I want to be more happy. I want to have freedom to do what I want to do. I want to go have fun. I want to spend more time with my family. So when you're talking about these fundamentals of life, they don't require money. So now when I talk about relationship with money is that knowing exactly what money is bringing you and not just having this abstract concept about money but knowing that what does money represent for you. It's really important to ask that question. And then 
so many people will say, oh man, money is at the root of all evil. Money is not good. I don't want money. So it's okay, folks, to want money because think about it. If you are a person who might take some of the money that you earn and help somebody else, why would you not want to help more people? Why would you not want to make more money? So for example... I help people write anthologies. I help people write a lot of different books. So any anthologies that I do, the, and as well as my books, profits from my book go towards kiva.org, folks, K-I-V-A. And as part of that, what we do is we loan. It's a microfinancing loan company. And what it does is it's beautiful that so many women and men, like, you know, if you give them the loan, they will return back some of it. Some of it may not. But most of the times you see some amount come from the money you have given to them. And what happens is when you give that profit to those other people, so when I am sharing that, it takes the pressure off me that I'm selling anything because I'm doing it for another good cause. So that shifts when the giving comes, it shifts the perspective or the relationship with money. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. So go on, um, number four. Okay. So then the uh, number four is relationship with people because we as human beings call call ourselves human beings, but it's very hard for us to be a human and that's what the relationship is about being a human and that falls into three different categories the one is relationship with market who is your market do you understand them do you know them well enough that you can design your products and services to cater them, to serve them with the best of intentions. Next relationship is with team. And another relationship is with partners. So, for example, Catherine, you and I are partners, right? Our goal is to help people, so we're supporting each other. So we become joint ventures, joint venture partners, or we become joint venture supporters, we can become collaborators. And when we talk about the team, it's like people who are on your team, whether they're independent contractors, whether they're employees, who are people who are supporting you to step into that success. So it's like, you know, all these relationships are different and the book kind of goes into detail about how to nurture and how to cultivate these relationships and how to build mutually beneficial and win-win relationships. So beyond that, we go into relationship with death. And when I talk about relationship with death, it's not just about the death that everybody's going to face, but it's about the death by fear. You know, so many of us are afraid of so many things. Fear will stop us. Fear will not let us move forward. And you're losing out. You don't know. 
it's almost like the question that you your mind or something your heart tells you like you know you want to do something oh what if i fail i would invite you to come to the table and ask yourself what if i were to succeed just flip the question folks so rather than living in fear i think it was zig ziglar who said for fear you know fear is something where either you can forget about everything and run do nothing or face it and rise above it and but i do <laughs> you definitely do that i got to tell you captain you are one amazing human being thank you i appreciate that oh absolutely and so we have talked about relationship with death and last two legacies i mean the last two relationships are one is relationship with legacy and second is relationship with results so relationship with legacy teaches you to live your legacy folks not wait to die to leave your legacy but start living it now you come in contact with so many people what are you leaving them with it can just be a simple thing as a smile you're standing in a grocery line you know if you see somebody maybe just with two or three items get behind them if you see somebody trying to get in the traffic let him in you know it's just simple small things that you can do and you can start living your legacy what are you all about and relationship with results is that be open to receiving results be open to receiving success and it's just not about achieving success one time but how do you sustain it so that's what all the relationships are and that's what the book goes in details to help you succeed to help you be joyful to help you have wonderful relationships to help you thrive and that's that's a lot of great information and leaving your legacy how you explained it was very powerful because i do that if you if you're standing online and you have 20 items and somebody has one to three items it's like I don't want to make them have to wait for me, so I I do definitely let them go in front of me. And if a cashier is having a bad day, I'll find something to compliment them on. Either, oh, I love your shirt; it's so bright, or um, you, you know, you, I feel the energy. You have such great energy, or something like that. And then they turn around and they're so appreciative; it changes their day. And I love doing that because it it gives me a great feeling too. So that's that's I love that description. Thank you about legacy and all of these different relationships because when you think about relationship everybody doesn't think outside the box and you think that you're talking about a spouse or a loving relationship but um you know I've never even given a lot of thought to some of these that you have said about money and time that their relationships and Thank you for sharing that. It's, it's amazing. Oh, thank you, Catherine. And 
that was one of the reasons I really wrote this book because, you know, we pass through life and we don't think about things like these. And I love books. And books open up our minds and they can take us so many different places and we can learn from them. So I'm all about books. And yes. thank you for asking me that question. You're welcome. You know, I, I think about the best questions that are going to bring the best of you out that you might not have thought about shining with. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So what are some of the misconceptions when people think about these re- uh, relationships and everything that you try to hide, um, coach them with? Oh, good point. So so one of the, like, you know, misconception is let's kind of, like, uh, focus around time. That busy is good. If I'm busy, I'm, I'm really, really good. And let me debunk that myth that being busy is not good. The key is to sit down at the end of the day and see how productive are you. Are you moving towards your goal? I, whatever activities you're doing, are they making you happy? Or are you just kind of running around like a chicken with its head cut off? Hmm. Another myth I'll share is that, for example, relationship itself. You know, it's everybody else's fault. They did this to me. This person is bad. Everything, it's like, you know, my life is horrible. My life is doing this to me or they're doing this to me. So that's the myth, right? But think about it. Ultimately, how do you become happy? If you decide, for example, let's just kind of say that you're the same person. You're not changing Let's say on a Monday morning, if somebody's going to a job, you know, they're all like, oh, my God, I've got to go to work. Uh-huh. And on Friday, I'm going to a happy hour. You'll see the shift in the energy. Uh-huh. So you are the same person, you know, like what has changed? What has changed is that, that the way you see that job is horrible, then make a difference, Right then look at the situation. What can you do about it? If the job is not good, then maybe you can find another job inside the company. Or if you're an entrepreneur, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you have too much to do. Then find find a way to delegate the work. You don't have to be overwhelmed. And then the myth comes, oh, I don't have enough money. You know what? You got talents, man. See, who you can find that you can trade your talents with. Uh-huh. So that's another myth. And that's exactly, I, it's, it wasn't something that I had been reaching out looking for, but I have learned about trading my talents. And like you said that you and I collaborate and um, we have a working relationship and it's a it's a sharing of what can I do for you and what can you do for me and I've just loved this journey that I've been put on because I I started out in June or, or back in 
maybe even the spring, that I wanted to be able to join in on a book that I just didn't have the money to contribute to. And then there were a couple other things. So the publisher, and she also had other things going on, she said to me, well, why don't we work something out? And instead of me having to pay for the being in the book, I actually started doing work for her, and she has been sharing my skills out with other people, including Divya. So it, it's very interesting when you put into perspective that, oh, I don't have the money to do this. How am I going to do it? And then something just kind of falls in your lap, and it's, it's wonderful. So um, thank you for sharing that part, Divya, because... I, I think that a lot of people look at it the same way as I was because it's like I, I have just a set amount of money on disability and I want to accomplish all these different things and how do I go about it? So when these opportunities came about for me, it was like, oh my goodness, this is great and I wish that everybody would recognize that. So maybe you can share a little bit more on that, too, on your perspective of what kind of different things people can um, do in turn for each other. Mm. So, no, that's a great point, and I love what you shared about your journey, that, you know, here you were, you did not have the means to write the book, yet you used the methodology and used the process of trading and being innovative and taking that initiative to move forward. So I'll give another example. So for, let's say, somebody is a good graphic designer, okay? Uh-huh. And now, actually, like, you know, I'm going to share the story. So they had approached me that they wanted my business coaching, and we kind of sat down and we did what they needed, and they needed quite a bit. So when I shared with them the amount, you know, what would be the investment, and the person said, oh, my goodness, there's no way I can afford this. That was the first thing that came out of their mouth. And I said, are you sure? What do you have to offer? Like, you know, you know, what do I do? I would invite you to think, how could you use your skills to get what you want? So they were still like just, they were so overwhelmed that they're like, oh, no, no. I'm like, okay, because the one thing I don't do, Catherine, is force anyone to be my client. When I say force is like coming with different, you know, creating the scarcity tactics or creating different way of influencing. For me, if you're serious about wanting to change your life, if you're serious about making it joyful, if you're serious about growing your business, then you recognize the value where what is, and then you go for it. So first of all, like, you know, I don't take on anyone, everyone, because I want people who are hungry to make a difference, people who are hungry to have joy in their lives, people who are hungry to have freedom in their lives, and they do not see investing money 
as spending, but they are seeing that they're investing in themselves. They're willing to do what it takes to achieve their dreams. So the gentleman went back home, and I didn't say anything, but you know, I knew that they were scared. They were not sure what to do about it. We stayed in touch, and I just kind of sent a note to him after that that always know that I'm here for you. And if you can think of a way where you can make it happen, I'm open to exploring different ways of collaborating. So then the gentleman came back and said, how about if I do this, this, this for you for the graphic designing, this is how much I charge. And guess what? We bartered. Wow. Yes, it's it's about like going um, deep down and just kind of evaluating what you have to offer and connecting with people and you'll be surprised that when you ask people most of the time, people will not say no, especially if you're filling a need that they have. And like I said, I only learned it myself recently. And every time I looked at something and said, oh, I can't do that now. And when the opportunity opened itself, it's like a weight was lifted. I felt so much better. So I'm so happy that you were able to share that and we can share our own instances of what we did to actually make it happen. So what would be um, your biggest challenge in life or business, Sylvia? Well, here's what I'll share with you is that I've had a lot of naysayers in my life. And here you are, you know, you are super excited. Oh, yeah, you know what, I'm going to achieve this in my life. Maybe if you go to a business conference, you come back, you're all pumped up, and then the naysayers in your life will say, oh my goodness, you know, why the heck are you doing that you're doing? It's not bringing this, it's not this, it's not this. I mean, there's so many things people can say that. So that has been the challenge, running the, con- I call it the continuous well of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of that is that when you have that well of forgiveness running and when you look at them as educators rather than naysayers, then you're able to go through life and you learn to be thankful that, especially for me, that I can be the advisor, I can be the guide, I can be the coach, I can be the someone who can help people to uplift themselves. I can help people to succeed. So that's why it's so important to have your real why in your life because the why will help you get through the what's and the how's of the life. Mm, definitely, yes. And um, before I really got deep into um, networking with my business and <coughs> meeting other people, I was just taking life one day at a time and it's like, well, whatever comes my way is going to come my way. Like raising my children and um, family events and everything. But now I've learned that 
I do have a why, and I have a goal to achieve my why. So again, thank you for sharing that aspect, Sylvia, because that, that, that I feel is very important. Um, I feel like, let's say, um, before the last maybe two years, my life was, well, okay, I'm going to go visit my grandchildren and get to see them on the weekend, and I'm going to sit and watch this TV show and whatever. But now it's like, okay, what am I going to do to make an impact to help other people achieve their goals and help them overcome their own struggles through mental illness if that's what they're struggling with? And I love that why, because it's, it's as you started in the beginning, saying it's about helping other people, and it's just beautiful to be able to do that. So again, thank you about that. Oh, it's my pleasure, and thank you for having me. Yes, it's, it's exciting to learn more about you since, you know, we haven't had a chance to really get to know each other except for work-wise, and I'm excited about it. So, um, Divya, I also would like to ask you what your greatest reward is. Mm, it goes back to the same thing, right? Especially when you see somebody's face light up, or let's say if you're on Skype or Zoom, you see that breakthrough. When you see that moment of joy dawning in their eyes, or you hear that shift in energy, and then you hear the success stories of people, that's my reward. Mm. Yeah, it, it's beautiful because I'm sure that there's some people that just do it for the sake of doing it, but for people like us, by going in and having the purpose and being able to help somebody overcome their little hurdles or their major hurdles, it's it's making the light shine through the world, and one person at a time, we're making a difference, and that's the beauty in it. Mm-hmm. You're right on. Yes, exactly. And, you know, nowadays we have to shine our lights and get more people to have their lights turn on, basically. <laughs> that's exactly absolutely right. right. Yeah, and, and exactly like what I said from looking at that card about you, that you have that light, and wherever you go, you're shining it bright without even realizing that you're doing it, and that's beautiful. Wow, I didn't even realize that, you know? <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Well, now going forward, um, try to picture... Um, you know, when you walk into a room and you're meeting new people, just try to picture what their um, their attitude is maybe when they were talking to somebody else in the room. And then once they came near you, um, I could picture this scenario that, that as soon as they come within five feet of you, all of a sudden their expressions change. And they feel like they're a lighter person. So... Please pay attention to that and let me know if you start recognizing those changes in people because that is, again, something beautiful. You're a beautiful person, and, and that's, 
that's the best word I can use today. <laughs> oh, thank you, Catherine. And, you know, you are absolutely right. So usually when I smile at people, people smile back, and I can see the smile reaching their eyes. It's just not the smile from <laughs> smiling for the heck of smiling. So, And I'll continue right. observing more. Thank you. Right. You're welcome. And another example that I could use is if, let's say, I'm walking in front of a department store or something on the sidewalk, and somebody's walking with their head down and, like, wanting to ignore that there's somebody else walking, I'll say, hi, how are you? And when my kids were younger and they would be walking with me, they would say, mommy, you're not supposed to talk to strangers. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like a, 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 a double-edged sword type thing, but then I would say to them, but as an adult, I can talk to strangers because I'm making them happier by saying hello. And I taught my children that that's a beautiful thing to do because when, when you do that, you're helping the other person feel better. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Even if they're a person that's, not so good, so what? You are still doing your best to brighten their day. Maybe they were thinking about going and robbing a bank or something, and just by you smiling and saying, hi, how are you, shifted their thoughts and and made them think about a different way of getting that money that they needed or something like that. So... That's some of the parts that people don't think about, you know, and, and I never gave thought to this until we were talking about it now. But um, I think it's very possible that if somebody is thinking something bad to do, that just coming in contact with somebody that's going to share that loving energy, it's going to make a shift in that person to look at their life and reexamine what their goals were. Do you agree with me? Oh, definitely, and uh, it's amazing what you're sharing is because whenever we go for a walk on a trail, like usually I and my friend go for a walk, and, you know, we tend to talk, and it is fascinating how we have kind of become a walking family where, you know, especially for people who are regulars, they will smile at you from far when they Mm. see you, and, like, even with people that we have not seen, you know, we'll always say good morning, and... That works out, you know, good morning in a small, quick uh, greeting any time of the day. That goes a long way. And if you accompany that with a smile, that even helps more. Mm-hmm. No, great so, points, Catherine. Thank you. So, Divya and I are echoing each other to let our listeners know that it's okay to talk to strangers. And that when you do, I feel like my like I'm lighting up and I got a big smile picturing it happening <laughs> and having more people think about it in the way that you and I are thinking about it. So everybody, go out there. If you're online and you, you see a cashier that's not very happy, compliment them. Or if you see the person in line that has only a couple items, let them go in front of you. Or if you're walking down the street and somebody seems a little bit stressed just from their body language, say hello, how are you? And spread the word of happiness and let's make the world a better place. Absolutely. I'm with you. 
for sure. Now, I have a testimonial that I would like to read because I love always when I interject with somebody else's opinion of who I'm talking to. So this is from Becky Michuin, a senior quality manager of Argo Therapeutics. Divya Parikh, one of our professional speakers, has provided leadership presentations that includes topics such as diversity, communication across generations, the art of appreciative leadership, stress management, communication to numerous corporate clients. Our clients enjoy having her speak to their employees year after year. Divya easily connects with the audience. She makes a difficult topic easy to understand and gets her audience excited. Her energy is contagious. There it is, your energy. Not only does she receive very positive feedback from the attendees, they also learn practical and professional tips they can use immediately. And like I said, there it is, your energy is contagious. And that just confirmed my card reading for you because <laughs> they, right? <laughs> I I didn't remember reading that because we were supposed to talk on Monday and we didn't get connected. So um, it's funny how things fall in place. And it, it shows that you are already being recognized for your beautiful energy. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Divya, you live in North Carolina. I know you weren't very close to the shore, but how are things going down there now after that horrible storm? Oh, I got to share that, you know, after Florence and Michael, uh, I have a few friends who are down in Wilmington, and they lost their farm, and they lost their chicken, and cows and so you know some families did not fare so well we were lucky we only had internet down but some families folks didn't do good so if you're thinking of supporting anyone and if you see a site for supporting people from michael or from the hurricane Florence, please do share whatever you can you know even if it's non-perishable foods or something some way that would be great. And, but people are resilient, you know. They're bouncing back. And so my friends have just kind of like, you know, they have got back up again and just marching forward. So they're so inspiring. I mean, it's just amazing how they've taken the situation and just running with it. It's wonderful. My uncle does live in Wilmington, but fortunately, I guess he was on higher ground, and he didn't have too much damage. But we were actually, Tony and me, we, we were in the process of buying a home right outside of Wilmington a couple of years ago. And if that actually went through, we would have lost everything because that was right in line of the storm. So, oh, Lord. Yes, but our prayers do go out to everybody from all of the horrors of the world that Mother Nature has put on us. And um, as you said, that people are so resilient. And it shows the love in the world where people that never spoke to each other come together and help each other. 
And again, that adds to what we were talking about uh, most of our conversation is how people help each other. And, you know, it's a shame that it has to take something of horror to make people come together and love each other. But I think by that, little by little, people are recognizing that that's what makes the world go round, that we have to love each other and, and make it a beautiful world. Yep, we can uh, continue to do our share, folks. You know, it's like everyone can do a little bit of spreading the joy. Everybody can do their little bit to support others. And just kind of think about it. If you were to take out just one hour from every month to do something for somebody else, whether it's going in the soup kitchen, whether it's going for human for habitat, habitat, no, what is it? Habitat for Humanity, or just helping a neighbor out. Just one hour. One hour a month, folks. Think about it. We are 300 million people, so even if 200 million people did that, one hour for it would be 200 million hours. And 200 million hours every month. It could be even like, you know, if you are in a corporation and you know your corporation is going down, just put in one hour towards the work and think about it, that if, even if it's a company of 100 people, everybody puts in just one extra hour from top to bottom, including from CEO to the person who may be a receptionist. If everybody does that, everybody would be thriving. Yes. So everyone, please listen to what Sylvia is saying. And, you know, I never even thought of it that way again. You, you come up with such great advice and that somebody might turn around and say, yeah, but it's not going to benefit me if I put in that extra hour. But when you look at it as, well, we're all putting in that extra hour and we're saving the company and saving our jobs, it changes your perspective and helps you just get through that one hour. And maybe you'll do two hours because it felt so good doing it. So thank you again, Debbie, for sharing that. Absolutely. And uh, if I may share, you know, there's another thing that I share is it's called 111 Leaders Project. And so one is do one every week. Set a goal and do one thing for yourself. It could be as simple as, uh, okay, you know, every single day in the morning I'm going to say an affirmation for myself that I'm going to have a joyful day. Just one simple thing, like doing it one thing a week, maybe five minutes or something like, you know, whatever, and achieve that for your life. So that will help you develop that relationship with yourself. Another thing is just every single day I'm going to give one smile to someone whether they're down or something is happening, or even if it is somebody in the family, because so many times what happens is in the morning you get up, you're rushing through, you're getting out, or even if you're not rushing through, we don't tend to smile. Children smile 400 times a day, and adults smile 20 times a day, approximately. Wow. These are not the exact numbers, folks. So what is happening is, you are reducing the joy. So start, start that habit that you will include one extra smile a day 
mm-hmm. in your life for somebody else. And third thing is just do one small thing for somebody every week. Not too much to ask. Just one simple thing. It could be like we talked about, right? Smiling at a stranger, asking them how they're doing. Or it's like letting somebody in. If somebody's trying to make a left turn, give them that spot. Or, you know, if somebody's light is gone, give them an indication with your headlights that, you know, something is not right. So there's so many things, folks. Just do three things and doesn't take any time, doesn't take much money, doesn't take much effort, and you'll find that the world can start changing a little bit at a time for the better. And, you know, I would love to share a quote that has really helped me through tough times is, individually we are a drop of water, and together we are an ocean. It's been said by Rana Sukusatoro, And just kind of think about it, that when you come together, the beauty of an ocean, it nurtures life, folks. And think about it. What if we came together? We could achieve so much and we could create so much happiness that we could create a world for the coming generations and we could create a world that is a wonderful place for our children and our existing generations to live. So Think about what legacy are you living and what legacy are you going to leave? Yes. That is beautiful. I've heard that in the past about a drop of water in the ocean, and that is very powerful, too, because when you think about it, that, you know, you start out as a single person and then you're a couple and then you have that child and your family grows and that's your ocean right there is your family. So that's wonderful. There's one thing that I forgot to ask you about, Divya, is how do you tie spirituality into your work? Mm, The way I look at it is, you know, we all define spirituality in different ways, Catherine. For me, spirituality is being a human and giving that space and respect to the other person that you're connected with them. And why do I say we are connected is, think about it. Every person wants happiness. Nobody's going to go say, yeah, send the pain and suffering my way. So just by your aspirations, by your dreams, you're connected. And when you bring that understanding and perspective to any working relationship, you're open to listening. You are open to seeing things from other person's perspective as to where they're at. And you're able to meet them where they exactly are without any judgment or blaming or shaming. And then when that happens, you're able to partner with them to help them succeed. So that's how I bring spirituality into my working relationships. It's perfect and beautiful. It's totally different than anybody else would have described it. So thank you. That's, um, I'm going to start trying to remember that, is being a human. And it just paints such a beautiful picture because, again, to you as that human, 
and how beautiful and everything that's coming from you. Mm-hmm. So before we end, I'd like to know, Divya, how somebody can find information about you and work with you. Oh, absolutely. So they can go to my website, www.diviaparik.com. And Catherine, if I may invite you to spell it out, I'd greatly appreciate that. I will at the end. Yes, I will. Okay. And you can also contact me via my email, which is contact at com. And folks, you know, thank you for joining us and giving us the time of your day. And that time is so precious. So really appreciate you joining and listening to this podcast because Catherine does such a great job. And I hope that you are able to take a couple of nuggets of wisdom with you in your life. And I wish you all the joy and success that you deserve and that you get. And it's the same thing goes for you, Catherine. You know, thank you so much for having me and greatly appreciate it. Yes, and thank you, Divya, for sharing with us because I, I really enjoyed talking with you. And like I said, from the time I started talking with you, the energy through my body, and even though I had the cough, it, it's calming down. And I, I just feel energetic from you. So thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you. That's one of the things that has been consistent with all of my clients and most of the people who meet me, so thank you. You're welcome. That's beautiful. Oh, I'm happy that you were able to share that. So everyone listening, thank you so much for your time and listening to everything that Divya had to share. And as a reminder, excuse me, you can check out my information on my website at www. T-H-E-C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L-S-P-O-O-N.com. You can download a free report on overcoming stress. And if you would like to speak with me, like me to speak at your event, please contact me at Catherine at CatherineMLab.com. If you're interested in a psychic reading or coaching with me, you can find information on my website. We can talk on the phone, through Skype, email, or if you're local to Central Suffolk County, New York, in person. And again, you can find Divya at www.d as in David, I V Y A P A R E. KH.com. This is Catherine Lab. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to our conversation. We hope that you found the discussion to be rewarding and inspirational, and you take action to create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. If you like this episode of The Celestial Spoon, please listen again next time to learn more about how spirituality has guided others to advance their lives. We wish you the best on your personal journey.